Mum for others. My name is Daniel Fitzpatrick. I'm a seminarian for the Diocese of Hexham and Newcastle. When I was 18, I had the opportunity to go and visit Poland. While I was in Poland, further opportunity presented itself to go on a day trip to Auschwitz. Really didn't know what to expect and just being there was an amazing experience. And I don't mean amazing in a fun or exciting way, but in a way that I'd never experienced before. And maybe people who've been there before know what I'm talking about. It's it's quite a tangible experience of being somewhere where where something quite monumental happened. And a part of the tour of Auschwitz is a building which they call the Death Block. And underneath this building is a basement. And the basement floor, it reminded me of a prison, having done prison ministry, but very, very much smaller. And as we went down this wing, the tour guide was pointing out the different cells, tiny little cells, and what each one was for some for quite horrific torture and we got to the the bottom left of of the corridor and there were a few cells there which were where the nazis put the prisoners who they wanted to starve to death and i remember quite vividly walking past one of these cells and there was a huge candle inside a light and that was the cell where saint maximilian colby died I'd heard of Maximilian Kolbe before, but being there really, really captured my imagination. I became fascinated with with this figure, Maximilian Kolbe. He was a Franciscan. He was taken to Auschwitz as a prisoner of war by the Nazis. And you may have heard the story, it's quite an amazing story. The, the Nazi guards were about to take a few men away to torture them by starvation and murder them starvation and Maximilian Colby saw that one of the men who the guards had chosen had a family and Maximilian Colby spoke up he said take me instead so the guards agreed let this man go and took Maximilian Colby and there's a great great story that when these men and Maximilian Colby were in the starvation cell he would sing hymns and get them to sing along so that their faith and their courage wouldn't fail. And apparently all the other men died before Maximilian Kolbe, but he stayed alive. And the Nazis grew tired of waiting for him to die of starvation, that they had to come in and inject him with a lethal poison so that he would die. It's just amazing to me to know that his faith and his courage, his spirits, his belief in God kept him alive, even without food, without water. He was kept alive by his faith. And it got me thinking, how does anybody put themselves in that position knowing that they're going to die? How did they say, how did Maximilian Colby say, yes, I'll do that to save the life of another? And it reminded me of a story of a girl, a young 16-year-old girl called Cassie Bennell. And she was a student at Columbine High School in America and the massacre that happened there a few years ago when two students came in and started shooting students and teachers. The story goes that one of the boys put the gun to her head and asked her if she believed in God and she said yes. Nazi, she said yes, he 
shot her in the head and she died. And it just makes me think about, it's this yes to God, this yes. Yes, I believe in you. Yes, I will take the place of somebody else. What makes somebody say those yeses when there's a gun towards the head? When there's the future of starvation and eventually dying of starvation? Why would someone follow God that far? And how could they say yes? And it made me think, could I say yes in that situation? And in my prayer about this, in my reading about this, it occurred to me that the yes of Maximilian Kolbe, the yes of Cassie Burnell, wasn't the first yes that they had uttered to God in order to say yes on the big occasions, on the occasions that people will remember. I believe you have to practice it. You have to practice saying yes to God. And that means saying yes to God in the small things. Saying yes to God in the everyday means that when the time for the big yes comes, we'll be so practiced in saying yes to God that it'll just come out of our mouth naturally. Just like Mary, when she said yes to the angel, be it done unto me according to thy word. That comes from a life of saying yes to God. And that's what strikes me about Maximilian Kolbe, his life of saying yes to God. It cost him his life, but in doing that, he followed the way of our saviour Jesus. Jesus' yes to God in the Garden of Gethsemane and throughout his whole life led to the cross. And it should also lead us to the cross. And that's why Maximilian Kolbe to me is an inspiration. And as I'm trained to be a priest, a real person to look up to, to follow and to say, he followed Christ with his yes to God every day. And I'd like to be just like that.